Welcome to Dental Assistant Nation, powered by Ignite DA. This podcast is designed to empower, enlighten, and educate dental assistants, helping them have a more fulfilling career and enjoy their day more. Join us as we tackle some of the hottest topics in dental assisting. Now, here's your host, Ignite DA co-founder, Kevin Henry. So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. So glad that you've taken a few moments out of your busy schedule to be a part of today's podcast. Thank you for doing that. Whether you found us through SoundCloud or Google Play or iTunes or Stitcher or CastBox or wherever you get your podcasts, we love that you're taking time to listen to us. And we always want to make this time valuable for you because we believe that the better you are at your job, the better you are at your career, the more that you're going to enjoy it and the more that you're going to want to learn. And with that in mind, I've got a dear friend on with me today uh, that we're going to talk a little bit about some radiography tips and tricks, and that'd be Yvette Flores from our local Patterson branch here in Colorado. How are you today, my friend? Hi, Kevin. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule. I know you are all over this great state of Colorado doing things for amazing practices uh, and would love for you just to take a moment, kind of introduce yourself to our audience. Sure. Well, um, you know, I'm not uh, a stranger to being in a dental office. I started my career as a dental assistant um, many years ago. I won't really disclose how long ago that was, but um, I've, I've had that experience and I've been where these folks have been. So um, I hope that I can impart some information and knowledge uh, from that perspective. But um, had a career change recently, you know, within the last year and I'm loving it. I love working with Patterson Dental. Um, it's really been um, an uplifting change for me. Uh, I was a practicing hygienist for 19 years as well. So um, all we do are take x-rays pretty much day in, day out. And uh, I think I have definitely mastered that. Um, not only did I go through a pretty rigorous um, professional career, I was trained pretty well at the University of Michigan. I'm a proud Wolverine. And uh, we had a pretty intense radiology course there. And um, I attribute all of my success to that. So. Um, I'm just excited to be here and and to be able to help. Well, I'm glad that you made your way to Colorado. Uh, I know that uh, we love working with our friends, not only the Patterson Dental Denver branch, but also Patterson Dental overall. Great sponsors of Ignite DA and certainly appreciate everything that they do to uh, help dental assistants uh, be better at what they do. And with that in mind, I'm going to set you up and just kind of say, would love to hear some of these tips and tricks that you've got to share with our assistants today. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, well, I'll start by, you know, the obvious thing that digital radiology has made our lives so much easier. Um, we have so many more diagnostic advantage advantages compared to film. Um, but the success truly does rely on a lot of things, you know, from the clinician. So uh, we obviously want to discuss the ALARA principle as low as reasonably achievable. Um, so, you know, keeping the radiation doses low for your patients um, is the first and foremost important thing. And digital has allowed us to do that. So um, with that being said, uh, the digital sensors are going to um, require some 
clinical technique sensitive uh, tools that we'll talk about today. Um, there are really four P's in the radiography that ensure the high success. Um, the first one being the position of the patient's head. Um, second one being the placement of the sensor. Third, pointing the, of the tube head. And fourth, the production of the radiograph itself. So the more that you can learn to manipulate these factors, it can definitely uh, increase your success and increase the image quality for the dentist. Okay. So uh, let's start right at number one, um, positioning the patient's head. I feel like this is one of the things that as a clinician, you really have to come in confident. You know, you have to own that treatment room, um, lift that chair right up for uh, yourself. Don't be bending over, you know, day in, day out of doing that. Bending over a patient is going to hurt your back. Take it from somebody who <laughs> has learned the hard way. But um, raising that chair to the proper height where um, the position of the patient's head is right in front of you um, makes it a lot easier to place that sensor in there. Have them seated comfortably, obviously, in the chair with their head resting in the headrest. Um, and that's going to put the patient's chin parallel to the floor. Secondly, the placement of the sensor, um, being consistent with that sensor placement um, using the XCP or the RIN system, uh, those are great learning tools. Um, as you go through your career, you're going to get better and better, and you're going to start understanding the anatomy of the, the head and the neck. And you may feel eventually that you don't need those systems, but I'll tell you, I've always reverted back to those um, when I have a challenging patient in the chair um, and, and something feels like the angulation might be off, you know, so I, I consistently rely on those to give me the quality of the image consistent with, you know, a textbook image, basically. Um, being also uh, mindful of that cable because now, you know, when you're using a sensor, it's directly connected to that computer through that USB cable. You'll notice x-rays all the time that will have a picture of a cable in it. And it's easy to just swing that cable on the other side of the patient's head so that you're not overshadowing the teeth mm. and um, making sure that it's out of the line of sight, basically. Nice. Um, and then thirdly, the proper x-ray head position. It's imperative that you get the x-ray positioner, the XCP or the RIN, right up the ring itself, touching or right next to the patient's face. Um, and then you put that cone directly flush against that ring. That's really the only way that you can ensure that you're going to get consistent image quality every time. And lastly, producing that quality x-ray. Um, obviously, the number one thing that they drive home all the time is opening the contacts and avoiding cone cuts. So with that ring positioned next to the face and the cone directly up next to the ring, you're going to avoid the cone cuts for sure because that ring is going to be your guide. It's going to let you know where you're at. Now, as far as the contacts go, those are a little trickier. Um, there's a technique where you can place the sensor between the tongue and the teeth right before the patient closes and swing the front edge of the sensor to the middle of the mouth just slightly to follow that curve of speed. 
and have the patient smile while they're biting to pressure. This is going to give you a reference point in a field of vision where you can see directly the patient's teeth. You can see in between um, the teeth where those embrasure spaces are, and you can line up that invisible ray that is coming out of the cone directly in between the teeth that you're looking to open the contact on. Um, and, you know, you're more than likely going to get a perpendicular angle when you're using those rings. And that's going to be what is going to open up the contact. Now, there are a couple tricks out there. People have used um, cotton tip applicators as well. So you can place a cotton tip applicator in the contact between the teeth you're trying to open to replicate the angle. And then you put the x-ray head right in line running down the top of the cone with that cotton tip applicator. And that works as well. A lot of people, Kevin, usually don't really take a good look at the x-ray head. And I would say that's an important tip to take a look at. There are angulation marks on the swivel point of the x-ray head, as well as like a raised line that goes across the top of the cone. And many clinicians never even know that those are there. That's so those are some things to look at. And those angulations, you know, zero is your 90 degree angle. It's it's flush. It's It's straight on. It's going to produce a nice perpendicular angle. Um, the 35 up and the 35 down are angles that are typical when you're trying to capture a periapical. And um, so pay attention to those angles and you should be just rocking those x-rays in no time. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and how long did it take you to kind of get comfortable doing that for it to kind of become second nature for you? Yeah, you know, um, when you take, you know, eight to 10 bite wing series a day, I'd say that probably within a couple of weeks, you should be pretty darn proficient at taking those bite wings. Now, when it comes to a full mouth, those are definitely a lot trickier when you're trying to capture the apex of those um, PAs in the back, you know, those upper teeth are a little harder and and definitely the lower teeth because you're going to always have patients that have small openings or uh, tori, things that get in the way that, you know, um, you just have to go in with confidence and know what you're doing um, and, and be confident, kind of tee up the patient, let them know that we're going to get these, you know, with the best diagnostic quality image for the dentist to really make a good diagnosis of your condition. And um, it's just really imperative that they get the quality x-rays for their doctors that they need. And um, so it, being confident is is definitely one of the things that I see on a day-to-day -day basis where clinicians struggle. And, and that's really interesting to me because, you know, before I got into dentistry and I was just a patient, you know, I, uh, it just seems so second nature to have the x-rays done. Uh, and yet it's something that I think we always take for granted, but having that confidence and having the clinical skills to do it, properly is so very important. And I think you brought some great points today. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to tell the patient that this might pinch a little and, and just kind of tee it up ahead of time. I think the more that you can provide those expectations for the patient, you know, I always tell people don't overdo it. Don't, 
um, completely apologize prior to going in because then, you know, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure a little bit in, in that respect, but go in there confident, go in there, you know, saying this, this might pinch a little and, and just own it right from the very beginning. And you'll earn that respect from your patient. They'll have trust and faith in you that you know what you're doing and practice, you know, set your coworkers down, take um, time to put those positioners in there. You don't have to expose the x-ray all the time, but just make sure that you are comfortable placing those sensors in there with those XCP positioners or those ring RIN positioners. And um, because, you know, everybody is shaped so differently. You're going to encounter situations where not two people match when it comes to that placement. So. Well, and, and it's great stuff. And, and I think it's a great reminder for, for everybody out there that clinical skills, first of all, don't just happen. And secondly, you've got to stay on top of them. So that practicing, always refining what you're doing and finding little shortcuts like you've suggested in a couple of places today. I think that's so very important. So thank you for being on today. Yeah, sure. My pleasure. Also, one more little plug. I mean, there yeah. are YouTube videos out there that are amazing. Um, Densply Serona has a whole host of uh, videos on their website. Um, there's just amazing access with internet now, right? So we can watch those videos, review, and then, like I said, practice. So. Yep. And and I'm also going to throw out there, and, and I, I say this all the time, that if you're a dental assistant, your sales rep who comes into your practice is such a valuable ally. And so if there's something that you've got a question about, don't hesitate to talk to your Patterson rep who comes into your practice all the time and 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 discuss opportunities to learn or you know, things like uh, Yvette just mentioned with the YouTube videos, you know, little things like that that maybe you don't know exist that your rep probably has that knowledge about. I think that's so important. Right. Yeah. And they have me. So, uh, you know, they can bring me along, too. And I'd be happy to come into your office and and help you with positioning and um, build you up in that confidence area and, and uh, make it happen so you can do, you know, replicatable x-rays time after time. And like I said, the good folks of Colorado are very lucky to have uh, Yvette around and uh, the great folks at our Patterson Dental Branch here in Denver. And I'm really glad that you came on the show today. So thanks for your time. Me too, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you who have uh, joined today's podcast. We always try to bring in experts from around the industry to help you grow in your career, to help you become more confident in what you do. And so that's what the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA is all about. So make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard today, if you've liked what you've heard previous uh, podcasts, give us a rating, give us some love. We always like to have the message spread that we are a free resource out there for every dental assistant. And look, clinical skills are important. Confidence is important. We know that you can do it. We've got your back. So do so many experts out in the industry as well. Remember, Ignite DA is here for you. Together, we rise.